What's up, everybody? Welcome to Alive. I'm Austin. I'm Mariah. And we're two of the student leaders here at the Alive Vineyard College Ministry. So, you know, if this is your first couple of weeks here, we actually also meet at service at the church at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. So if you're out there doing nothing on Sunday, come check us out. We'd love to see you. We'd love to hang out. Yeah, and also, if you haven't already, you can text ALIVE to 68398 to get updates each week or just about events that we have and just reminding you about what time our weekly services are. And also, you can follow us on social media where we post updates as well, but we also post cool testimonies and just different quotes and stuff that will inspire you guys throughout your weeks. Yeah, there's so many ways to get plugged in and involved in ALIVE, and one of those ways is through our worship team. So September 30th at the church from 2 to 4, we'll be hosting worship team tryouts. So if you're interested in that, and I promise you, you can probably get on because they're letting me up there tonight. Come out September 30th, 2 to 4 at the church. Talk to Ryan or Adam about more information about that. Yeah, and speaking of ways to get involved, I really encourage you to check out one of our small groups. I lead the girls' small group on Tuesday nights, but we also have three other small groups throughout the week. We have cards on the back explaining what days they are and just what they're all about. But in my own small group, I know I've seen so much growth in our girls already, and it's just a really fun way to get connected outside of Wednesday nights, so I really encourage you to check it out. Yeah, like we said, there's so many events and things going on outside of Wednesday night. And in fact, this Friday, we're hosting a bonfire event at the girls' house. That's right, you heard it here. Party at Mariah's house what? this Friday. She didn't know, but I'm telling you, everyone's going to be there. Paul Kane's going to be rolling in, and you know he's going to be popping out. So if you want to <laughs> pop out, too... Yeah, if you also want to pop out, you can buy our live merch in the back. We already are sold out in some sizes, so I encourage you to really buy it tonight. We take cash or card. They're $15 each. You can see Carol in the back to, to get yours. Yeah, so if you're new here, we'd really like to get to know you. So you can go and find one of our student leaders or a coach or something like that. What's probably going to happen is we're going to come to you, but don't be afraid. We're not scary, okay? We'd love to get to know you. We'd love to meet up with you, let you know about more about what we are and who we are as a group. Yeah, and that's all we have. Yeah, that's it, right? And oh, wait, are we forgetting something? Ryan? Did we, oh, and did we forget something? Oh, and what? We got something? <laughs> that's right. Fall retreat. Yeah, so just get pumped for fall retreat, guys. It's one of our favorite events that we do every year. It's a weekend where we can go together for the whole weekend to Camp Warren, and there's just a great time of worship and fellowship. I know for me, my freshman year, when I was new, it was just such a way for me to get plugged in and to really get to know people. So we're going to show a video from... Yeah, so as you guys can see, Fall Retreat's awesome. Maybe you'll get to jump on a lake. Who knows? But you should come um, check it out. It's, the dates are the 19th to the 21st. And if you register before the end of September, it's only $40, and then the price will go up. So I just really encourage you to sign up. So I'm just going to go ahead and pray us in for the night. Yeah, Lord, we just thank you that you're already here and you're already in this place. Yeah, God, we just pray that you just come more right now and just encounter us. Yeah, tonight, Lord, I just pray that you just speak to us individually and just encourage us and just tell us just who we are to you, Lord. Yeah, just come right now, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. What's up, Alive family? Good to see everyone. I just invite you guys to come stand and let's worship together. i 
be real. Um, you know, I was actually pretty uneasy about being up here. You know, it's only week four of school, and I already feel the repetitiveness and the routine of you know, just walking through life. I don't know if you guys feel that way at all. Maybe, you know, my senior year. But I don't know why, I just, just got repetitive. You know, and I'm glad I have an older brother who just calls it out of me, calls me higher. And doesn't let me just sit there and just let, doesn't let me just rot. But, let, but he calls me out, just like the Father is doing. You know, what in your life you know, are you just getting caught up in? You know, for me, sometimes it's just a musical aspect, trying to sound good. And God, you are good, and yet I worry about how I sound. When it's all about your presence, it's all about you. What is this worship set without you, Father? What is this service or largely without your presence? What is this place without you? It's nothing. So, Father, may we just come back to you. It's a simple heart of worship. With everything we are, we are ready for you, Father. We are ready for you.
love Father it is an honor and a privilege to tell you that you are all that we want and may that be our prayer may that be our heart cry in the valleys in the circumstances that don't look good when it doesn't make sense when we have anxiety when we have doubt when you call us and we're not qualified but you call us Father you call us out onto pond the waters to walk on water with you, to take your hand. So may we take that leap of faith, may we take that risk to walk on water with you, to experience what feeling like what water, walking on water feels like. So Lord, as we just continue on with the night, may we just keep this heart posture of worship and a heart posture of desiring you always and forever, Lord. So Lord, we love you. We thank you. In your precious son's name we pray. Amen. Am I? Am I what I do? An artist? An accountant? A teacher? A mother? Or am I what I've achieved? An honor student? 
an MVP, a winner? Am I the things I've done right? Or am I defined by the things I've done wrong? Am I a saint? A sinner? What about what others think of me? Am I all of these things? None of these things? Who am I? How I identify myself determines how I approach life. If I am what I do, I'll always need to do more and achieve more to find my value. If I am what others say, I'll always try to please people instead of my Heavenly Father. But if I listen to who God says I am and embrace His identity in me, I'll find the freedom to live out all He has planned for me. God calls me His child. He says I am wise and restored, that I'm a brand new creation in Christ. I am chosen and holy and blameless before God. He calls me His masterpiece. I am loved by God. He says I am made complete through the grace and mercy of Jesus, my Savior. And when I see myself the way God sees me, I walk with confidence because I trust the one who answers the question, who am I? Well, what's up, everyone? How's it going? Got a pretty packed house tonight. Well, my name is Ryan. Um, I need to say, first of all, I am a little sick today. Oh, what's up, Sarah? You're here. <laughs> Good to see you. Um, I might give you shout-outs. I randomly lock eyes with people when I'm talking, so don't be. <laughs> Everyone in the front row is like, oh, crap. <laughs> um, I am a little sick today, and I hurt my back doing CrossFit. Kundai has been telling me about CrossFit for two years, and I went out and tried to do CrossFit, and I forgot that I'm 33 years old and still felt like I was 23. And uh, my back was not happy. So uh, if you see me limping around and uh, huffing and puffing a little bit, that's why. <laughs> so uh, what did you say? Come to you next time. You'll, you'll help me out. <laughs> I worked out with Clay, if you guys know Clay Harrington. And Clay Harrington is one of the most passionate, intense people I've ever met in my life in, in every good way possible. But he was like, he was like, he came back afterwards. He's like, dang, dude, you like killed that workout. He's like, he, he's joking around. He's like, well, you think you're like Captain America or something going so hard? I'm like, Clay, just bringing back the glory days of football. So, but uh, my body was not happy with me. So, but thank you so much for coming out. Uh, again, my name's Ryan. I'm blessed to be the college pastor and one of the awesome, uh, one of, a part of an awesome leadership team here. And uh, we're alive, and we're going through a series called The Vision and Heart of Alive, where we look at whose we are, who we are, and what we were made for. Um, kind of the recap a little bit, uh, we really believe here at Alive that you can't really know what you're meant to do in this life until you know who you are in this life. And we believe that we can't really know who we are in this life if we don't know whose we are in this life. And every year we start off with this series because we want to just remind each other and share this, this kind of this vision and revelation that uh, I'm still on in myself every, every year, every day, every week, re remembering more and more and more, God, I, kn I, I begin to step into what I was made for when I begin to really step in who I am. And I begin to step in and believe and live who I am when I step into more of whose I am in this life. Life can be hard. 
Life can be hard when you hurt your back or you're sick or school's stressing you out or relationships are going bad or you're cut from the team that you put all your identity in or the girl that you thought you were going to marry breaks up with you or the thing that whatever you put your identity in and get significance from is taken away from you. Have you ever had a moment like that in your life? Just think about it for a second. Oh, can you turn that music or click off, please? <laughs> in the background, that's going to mess up our podcast. <laughs> but think about that for a second. Still going. <laughs> Is it off? Nope, it's still going. There you go. Let's give it up for Owen. <laughs> oh, and this time it was not the computer or my fault. <laughs> we have a podcast here at Alive if you guys want to check it out. And um, I was, we had an awesome service last Wednesday, and I was editing the podcast, getting it ready to put out in the newsletter. And there's this actually very similar sound just going on. It's clicking, this, this, this rhythm. And I'm t- texting all the guys, emailing guys, what is this? Man, how did this happen? Well, I realize Owen comes to look at it, and there's this little tab on my computer that was pressed, and I was the one doing it. <laughs> and so it was like, I guess you had to be there, and it was funny. And then we found $20. That story sucked. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Sorry. But anyways, it wasn't the computer's fault this time. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, things are taken from us, and we kind of have a wake-up call, and, and we're, we're reminded, who are we in this life? Last week, we looked at whose we are. It was a really powerful week. If you weren't here, I definitely encourage you to check out that awesome podcast that I put a lot of work in editing. Um, but so glad you're here with us tonight. But again, I want to ask you, who are you? I love that video. We show it, I think, every year. Because if you ever think about when you introduce yourself or you, you meet someone, so often we'd say, hey, this is Bryce, and oh, this is what I do. I'm a student at U of I. This is what I'm majoring. Oh, I'm on the track team. I'm on the volleyball team. Oh, this is where I work. So often when someone introduces me, this is Ryan. He's the college pastor. Well, I'm actually not a college pastor. That's something I do. I'm actually a son. I'm actually an heir. I'm actually Ryan Otto that was created to live in this life to reflect the hands and the feet and the heart of my father. Pastoring is something I do. But what we do should reflect who we are, and who we are should reflect whose we are. But at the end of the day, when no one is looking, when it's just you and your father looking in the mirror on a bad hair day or, a, or when you're sick like me, who are we? Do we know who we are, Sarah? Because if we don't know who we are, how can we let other people truly know who we are? I remember and when I was younger, not really that young, but just like a couple years ago, really, uh, I would always be like, Lord, why aren't I married? I want to meet the one. And like, I remember my mom said this quote to me one time, you know how parents sometimes or people just say something and it just sticks with you? Sometimes you don't even want it to stick with you, but it does. <laughs> and uh, I just remember she said, like, Ryan, how can you expect someone else to love you when you don't really love yourself? And she wasn't trying to be mean, but she just said, how can you expect someone else to really know you if you don't know you? And sometimes we're afraid to just spend time with ourselves and asking the hard or the deep questions. I love hanging out with Chris Burden, and I just love asking him. I asked, we were driving here today. I'm like, Chris, who are you? 
And it's easy to say the biblical things, right? It's easy to say even just, you know, oh, I'm righteous, I'm redeemed, I'm forgiven, you know, I'm empowered, I'm, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm a son, I'm a daughter. Like, and those are all truth, and that's so important. But who is real Kundai Mugabe when no one else is looking? And that's the journey that we're on here in Alive. Because Skylar and Jake, when you guys truly know whose you are and who you are, not just up here, but in here, this world, I believe, will be changed forever. Because you're living out of a deeper purpose, a higher purpose, a wider purpose than track could ever give you, Brayden. But you know you wake up every day because you know you're living for whose you are and you're walking out your true identity, Brooklyn, in who you are. And out of that place, that's where we find our true purpose. Will you pray with me real quick? Father, I thank you, God, that when we're weak, you are strong. I thank you right now that my back actually feels better than it has all week. And I thank you for that, God. And I just, Father, I just pray. I don't have all the answers. I don't have it all figured out. But you've taken me on a journey. You're taking me on a journey of discovering the reality every day of whose I am and who I am. And God, in that place, there is power. In that place, there is revelation. In that place, there is purpose and excitement to live this amazing, great adventure of life for you, with you, and in you. So, Father, I pray. I don't pray for a good sermon today, God. I don't want a good sermon. I don't want this detailed ABC sermon, God. I, I, I ask that you would move. I pray for impartation and revelation, that we would leave today changed, that I would leave today changed, that I would leave walking a little more in my identity and who I am and whose I am. So Holy Spirit, I pray right now, no matter how long we've been walking with you, if we know you well, if we don't know you at all, I pray right now for a fresh impartation and revelation of who you are. Because in that spot, we are awakened to who we are. Yeah, I just, I just feel even in this moment, God, I just pray that you would just begin to speak and whisper to my friends who they are right now. Even if you guys are comfortable, I know this isn't the, the normal, typical way to do a sermon, but if you're comfortable, can you just with all eyes put your hand on your heart and just ask the Lord, say, God, who am I? I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're, you're a God that loves to speak to us. Yet yeah, I've never heard you by audibly, but I've heard you whisper to my heart gently. I've heard your spirit speak to me within. I just thank you. I just heard you, like I heard you say you're my, that I'm your boy and that I'm your rye. Speak to my friends. Awaken us, God, tonight. Do what only you can do so that we can live the lives that you've created us to live, that you've chosen for us to live. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'll try to open this. So I, um, I'm going to read out of two different Bibles tonight, and uh, I got this new Bible, a new translation I've been telling everyone about called the Passion Translation. I just love how it explains things. 
But kind of as last week as I was kind of praying, like, God, how do I even begin to describe you? And kind of, again, this week, I never, I never want to just give the same sermon. I never just want to give the same message. I don't even, I purposely don't look at my notes from previous messages. Uh, even in this series, it can be easy to look at what we preached last year or the year before because we always, this is the only sermon series that we do the same each year. Um, but I always want to get fresh insight of what God is speaking to me. And even today, I pray, Lord, speak to me and then through me. And so as I was praying and when working on the message, I said, God, what do you want to speak to us tonight about who we are, right? Because we're so different, each and every one of us, but yet we're the same because we're his kids and we're, his, we're, his, we're brothers and sisters. We're connected through Jesus. And I felt like he brought this verse in Galatians up, Galatians 5.1 from the, um, uh, not the new, well, it is the New Testament, but what am I looking for? The NIV. <laughs> What is that called, Kundai? NIV. New International Version. Thank you. <laughs> and promise it's not this pain meds or the <laughs> cold medicine. Um, and it says this. It, it, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. And I think about that, and I was like, all right, Lord, what are you saying? What, what do you want us to know? And I just, I kept, like, like here, I heard freedom, freedom. I want them to know that they are free. And I was like, well, Lord, like, wh why do you want us to know we're free? What does that mean? Is that free to do anything? Is that free to go out and party? Is that free to live our lives the way we want to? And he says, no, people do that when they actually don't fully understand freedom. And I was like, wow, like, I've done that for so long in my life. And, but when I had the fresh revelation of what freedom was and that it's his kindness and love that leads me to repentance, that it's, it's his kindness and love that he gives me freedom to live the life that I want to live because he wants me to realize that when I live it with him, it will be far greater, far wider, far more special than I could ever be living for myself. Have you ever felt like that for friends, that you've been living for what the world tells you, that you've been living with, by what you thought made you happy? When you got that relationship or you got that starting position or that scholarship or whatever it is that you thought it was, but yet it, the goodness kind of runs out. It's kind of empty. And I believe today the Father wants to say, if you trust me to receive and believe what real freedom is, what my freedom is, that you are free, that you're not a slave to the law, that you're not a slave to sin, that you're not a slave to yourself, I will take you on the greatest adventure that you've ever been on. I love uh, how the Passion Translation says this verse, and it says this. Let me be clear. It's the same verse we're looking at, Galatians 5.1. Let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to get back into the bondage of our past. Friends, do you guys know that when you ask Jesus into your heart and into your lives, that you are literally changed? That there's literally a party in heaven that goes on with all the angels because God's kids, one of God's kids who was lost, has now been saved. 
It's almost like your best friend leaves, right? And you don't know if you're ever going to see them again or, or your dog runs away or whatever, whatever that thing is that you lost. Or maybe you lose your, your favorite shirt. I don't know. <laughs> and then you find it. Do you remember how you can experience that joy? I lose things all the time. You can ask my wife. I just thought I lost um, my Beat headphones, all that, you know, and this was, and, and that, that stinks, right? But what made this situation worse, that it was my third set of Beat headphones, <laughs> because I've lost my other two, and those things are not cheap, <laughs> and I actually don't really listen to music a ton in them. I actually love to have conversations. Prior reason my back hurts is because I always love to walk and talk on the phone. I can't stand, stand still, but I love those things. And then I remember she found them for me, and I was so happy because the thing that I thought was lost was found. If I can feel happiness about some headphones, right, imagine how God feels about his kids when they come home. And that when we ask Jesus into our hearts, you know, it can be a little confusing because it's like, Jesus, you're up in heaven, but how do, how do you come into my heart? And he comes into our hearts, he comes into our lives, Wes, be by the power of his Holy Spirit. That it's God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And they're all one. I don't really understand it all, but I know it's true and it's amazing. <laughs> and that Jesus is in heaven, but at the same time, he lives in us and through us. I, MJ laughs at me all the time, but sometimes we'll, we'll go through a drive through So I only eat McDonald's when I'm on road trips. I don't know what it is. It's just like I've got to have McDonald's when I'm on a road trip. You know, at any other time, I'm good. I don't need McDonald's. But you take me on a road trip... We got to get McDonald's. And sometimes, like, she's like, all right, we'll get it once. But I know I got to get it, like, three or four times. You know, a large Coke, light ice, so I can get all the Coke I can get, you know, 20-piece chicken McNugget, barbecue sauce. I mean, you know, there's just no better snack. But <laughs> no, there is. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to do CrossFit. <laughs> um, Caleb, by the way, I was going to see if you can write me up a program and need some help. MJ said, getting my belly back, so, <laughs> um, real, real, real talk, but anyways, um, <laughs> where was I, so I love going through the drive through sometimes, and I kid you not, but sometimes I can just look at people, and you, you can see the light of Christ in them, and I'll be like, hey, you know Jesus, and they're like, yeah, how do you know that, I'm like, I can see him in you, actually, there's some people here, oh, she might have left, that there were some people here that I've met that I've said that to, on the quad or out doing outreach. So if you're one of them, hi. <laughs> but but I, you can just see it in people because they're literally being changed from the inside out. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we got it all together, but we're being changed. And, and I love that he says, stubbornly, stubbornly, do not go back to your old ways. Because when we are changed, the enemy, there is an enemy. I don't want to talk a lot about him because he's a punk. And he, he loves to lie, kill, and destroy. He does. But if he knows he can't defeat someone, what does he do? He tries to convince you that you're not changed. He tries to convince you that it's just a myth, that it's just a fake, that, that God's not real, and that you haven't been really changed. Right? How, how many is that? Can we just be honest? How many has that happened to? I know that's happened to me. We accept Jesus. We have this counter, encounter with Jesus. We go on the world race. We go and do this big thing. We go to Mexico, and then we come back. And our friends want to want to go out. We go out with them. Our teammates want us to go out. We got to be there for our teammates, right? We can't let them down. And we're put back in the same situations. We even go to church. We meet a good Christian guy or a good Christian girl. And what happens? But just because 
we make a mistake. It's not, just like we said last week, it's not our scars that define us, but it's God's scars that define us. And just like any parent does, he picks up his kids and he walks with us and he talks with us. He reminds us who we are by whose we are. If I'm ever, when I'm under attack, and this morning I woke up, I didn't, honestly, I didn't feel like coming to the live. My throat hurts. My, my literally, MJ can tell you, she's had to help me put my shoes on every day this week. I feel like an old man, literally. You, you, it's probably still on my Insta story if you follow me. Kyle Howard was imitating me and he did a really good job. I literally could not walk. I was down, guys. And I started asking myself, God, help me, help me. And he's like, you're forgetting who you are. And I'm like, oh, I'm, when I'm forgetting who I, who I am, how do I say it? Do I just say who I am? Oh, I'm Ryan. Um, I'm, I'm a husband. I'm this. No, no, no. Remind yourself whose you are. And when you remind yourself whose you are, you're reminded who you are. And that's the journey we're on. And that's why we have small groups. That's why last year 83 of us went to Fall Retreat, and we get together and we call ourselves a family that we can continually remind ourselves who we are and whose we are. Sometimes that's in awesome memories and conversations, and sometimes that's calling each other higher. And you say, hey, you're not walking, and I know who you are. And I'm not, you might be annoyed with me and frustrated with me, but I'm not going to give up on you because I know who you are and what you're made to do in this life. But the enemy will come against our mind and try to get us into past thinking, old thinking, fall back into our old mistakes. But again, I ask you know who you are, the team that you're on, the family that you're in, the sorority that you're in, the class that you're in, I believe truly will be changed because you are living out of that revelation that what you do is not who you are, but what you do stems from who you are and whose you are. Galatians um, chapter 3 says this. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation again. It says this. You have all become true children of God by faith in Jesus, the anointed one. It was faith that immersed you into Jesus, the anointed one, and now you are covered and clothed with his anointing. And we no longer see each other in our former state. We are no longer a Jew or non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female, because we're all one through our union with Jesus Christ, with no distinction between us. And since you're united to Jesus, the Messiah, you're now Abraham's child and inherit all the promises of the kingdom realm. And in why you can just keep that up there, gnomes, and why that verse, I think, is so important, because it's saying that we are children of God, and why are we children of God? Because when we ask Jesus into our hearts and our lives, we're not just saved for eternity, but he changes us, he adopts us to say, now you're marked, now your life is marked, now your life will never be the same, because you're mine. You've actually always been mine, but because I love you so much, Wes, this is God saying, I do love you though too, bro. <laughs> because I love you so much, Paul, because I love you so much, Abigail and Vitor, I'm going to wait for you to choose me like I've chosen you. 
when I got down on my knee and asked Mary Jane to be my wife. I believe she said yes to me because she first knew I loved her. And I wasn't forcing her to be my wife, but I humbly asked her to be my wife. And that's something that I continually, hopefully, do with my words and my heart and my actions every day of my life. And if she would have said no, I would have waited for her. I actually had to wait six months for her, so I would have waited longer. If you ever want to hear that story sometime, it's an epic one. It wasn't always easy or fun, but it was worth it. <laughs> but God loves us so much. He waits for us. He knocks at the door of our hearts. And he pursues us, and he pursues us, and he pursues us. And when we come to him, it's because he's always been coming to us, waiting for us to turn to him, waiting for us to realize who we are. I love it. I was uh, at church yesterday at our, our mid-sized small group, and uh, we were talking about the first time we'd ever really experienced the love of God. And um, I think it might have been Dale or, or even MJ, um, but they said, they said, um, you know, I, or yeah, it was Dale. Dale said, you know, she's, she kind of experienced the love of God throughout her whole life, but she never knew it was the love of God. But now looking back, she realized God was pursuing her, knocking at the door of her heart, showing her how much he loved her her whole life, but her eyes were blind to see it. But she had an awakening in her heart her freshman year. She had an awakening of who he was. And in that awakening, she found out and discovered and still is who she is. And now she's walking in her destiny in more powerfully than I've ever seen her, not just on this stage, but on this campus and in this life. And she's forever marked and she's forever changed because she experienced who her God and her father was. And in that, she experienced and she was awakened to who she is as a daughter of the kings of kings and the Lord of lords. And no one will ever tell her that she's something different than what she is because her life has been marked. Her life has been changed. Now, as much as I love Dale, and she's amazing, she's not perfect. But she has a father that's walking with her, that's guiding her, that's inspiring her, that's encouraging her, that's speaking to her, that's reminding her, that's refining her every day to be more of who she is and who she is. And that's kind of the journey and the adventure that we all get to go on. Just the other day, we were doing outreach, and uh, maybe some of you I met there, and I was uh, walked by myself. And if you've ever done outreach, Joshua and Grace lead our outreach team, and it's probably one of the hardest teams to be on. And they go, and, and they hand out alive cards, and they pray for people and on campus. And, and, man, it's such a fulfilling team, but it can be a hard team. And uh, Joshua and I was there, and Carol and Grace and, and Hannah. And um, I walked out by myself, and I was just talk, looking at all these freshmen walking the dorm. And I just felt like the father said, look for the next Dale. Look for the next Dale. I didn't even tell you this, Dale. And uh, I was reminded that when I met Dale her freshman year, she came to Alive all by herself. She paced outside the, 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 the building, the YMCA building, probably five to ten times, and she came in. And I remember meeting her as a freshman, just her heart was just searching for something real. Her heart was just searching for something more than what the party lifestyle could give you. And our hearts connected because that's so much a part of my story and I've just seen her flourish and be awakened again to who she, whose she is and whose she is. 
and now living in this destiny. But we all get to do that for each other, friends. Because free people, Brayden, free others. When you know you're free, Allie, and you're walking in that freedom, you can't help but free others. Right? Like, like you just can't help wanting to give the gift that's been given to you. What has freely been given to us, we freely get to give to others. By our words, but most of all by our lives and by our hearts. And that's the adventure that we get to go on. I promise if you play a sport, you're in a relationship, you have a job, whatever you do, if you do it with the Father, from the Father, it will be so much more important to you. It will be so much more meaningful to you because you're not striving to get affirmation, but you're living from affirmation, from knowing who you are because you know whose you are. And so I'm not going to stand up here. I'm going to share some more scripture. I'm not going to stand up here and give you this, this knowledge sermon that's going to change your life because it's not an equation, but it is a revelation. It's a revelation that I'm still living out, that I'm still walking out, Paul, because as deep, as deep cries out to deep, we go from glory to glory, and we go deeper and deeper. Just like when you're in love, I pray and I hope that I'm more in love with my wife in 50 years than I am now. I pray that we're one of those 80-year-old couples. Man, she's, I'm going to be on a, probably in a wheelchair then, but she'll be skipping around. But that we're so in love, and I'm holding her hand, and I'm so in love with her because we keep going deeper and we keep walking farther, and we, I keep knowing more and discovering more about her. It's the same way with the Father. He continues to pursue us. He continues to knock at our door of our hearts. And in that place, guys, we are awakened. We are awakened. And you've been chosen, you've been called to be in this life, on this campus. I say it all the time, for such a time as this. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. And if you feel close to the Lord, if you feel close and you know him as a friend or you don't, I say we will meet you where we're at because God will meet you where you're at. He will, Jake. He will meet you where you're at and he walks with you and he fathers us. And in that place of knowing more about him and experiencing more of his love, we come alive. We don't come alive just by knowledge. We don't come alive by doing things. We come alive by being with him. Because when you're with him, you can't help but come alive and walk out of that true place of who he has created you to be. Man. Amen. <laughs> so... It goes on to say this. I love this in uh, Galatians 4. 4. It says, But when that era came to an end, and time of fulfillment had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the written law, yet all of this was so that we so that he would redeem and set free all those held hostage to the written law so that we would receive our freedom and a full legal adoption as his children. Can I, I just want to touch on that before we go on. You can keep that up there, gnomes. So why, you might be asking yourself, why, I get that God set us free from sin. I get that he, like, beat this enemy and, and like we're free and we're forgiven and we're going to be in heaven one day. That's awesome, I get. But why are they talking so much about a law? 
So when we get saved and when we ask Jesus into our hearts and our lives, it literally is a, remember Monopoly, a get out of jail free card. You guys all remember Monopoly? Is that aging me a little bit? Does anyone not know what Monopoly is? Maybe. All right. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. So it's a get out of jail free card. It's literally like I can go do anything right now and I, I'm actually forgiven. I could. Yeah, it would be crazy, but I could. I wouldn't be walking out of my identity in Jesus, but I could do that. And I, because Jesus died on that cross for any sin, big or small, that I have done, that I will do, or that I will do in the future. But he's died for us. He's made us free and forgiven because of what he did for us on that cross. Now, if I go steal the shirt off of Paul King's back, even though it's a really cool flannel and I like it, that would not be me walking and living out of who I am and whose I am. <laughs> because we know that's not the way Jesus calls us to live. And the way we, and when we spend more time with him and read his beautiful word and get to know his heart, we start living out of that place and living as he lived. But when that we, are, we have Jesus into our hearts and we've been saved, the enemy will often attack by making something you love a chore. He will make you feel like you have to do this, or you have to do this, or you have to do this to be good. I used to think that if I didn't read my Bible every day, that God was mad at me. So that I read my Bible literally every day, but I was doing it out of fear that God wouldn't love me or, or use me if I didn't read my Bible. For two years, I stopped drinking, and, and that was probably good for me <laughs> for some reasons, but it, it went farther than it should have because I was actually living out of a place that if I drank a beer, I'd believe God wouldn't use me to preach his word or use me as a man of God. Now, there are some people that God calls not to drink, and we bless that, and we say amen to that. But that wasn't my story because I was making that choice out of a place of fear and not out of a place of love. And when the Father loves us, he does not call us to law. We, we, the law was put into a place so the old, and people of the Old Testament could know how to live, could know the standard of God, and no one matched the standard of God. No one could keep the law that God put in place except one person, and his name is Jesus. And he came to fulfill the law, to set us free from sin, to set us free from death, to set us free from the law that we were held captive to so that we could be free as sons and daughters, so that you could walk home, open the fridge, and get whatever you want out of the fridge because you know that your parents love you and they don't mind if you grab the last pizza pizza. <laughs> For real, though. I remember when I, when I met MJ, and sorry, I'm telling so many stories. Actually, I'm not sorry because I love her a lot. But um, So deal with it if you don't like it. Um, <laughs> but we really don't want you to leave, though, so I hope you stay. Um, <laughs> Thanks for laughing, Abs. Um, <laughs> but I remember when I met MJ, I was always so so scared about, Lord, am I going to get it right or wrong? Am I going to am I going to date the wrong person? I don't want to mess it up. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have the great ex greatest examples all the time as a little kid. Of uh, my parents weren't together, and I just had this fear of always marrying the wrong person. And I remember I liked MJ, and we have a very unique but yet amazing story, and. Uh, I, I was afraid that I it was wrong. I was afraid I wasn't supposed to like her, and, and I would mess it up. And 
I remember I randomly, after a time of praying, saw her on campus, and my jaw dropped, and she thought I was weird, and I was trying not to cry, but it was amazing, and, and, and true story, and uh, we, I walked away, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out, but act cool, don't walk too fast, don't walk too slow, you know, and, and I just felt like, I, I just felt like I heard the Father so softly, so gently say to me, Rye, will you begin to believe that I want what you want? Will you begin to believe, Etor, that he wants what you want, that he actually trusts you? See, when we ask Jesus into our hearts, we are like little kids. And for a while and for a season, I needed to hear from God for everything because I didn't know which way to go. I didn't know what to eat, Brayden. I didn't know what to do. And sometimes when we ask Jesus into our hearts, even though we're college students and we're adults, and, but we, we are like toddlers in the spirit. You know, if you have little brothers or little cousins, if you've ever babysat, you know, maybe when they're toddlers, you're actually telling them what time they need to go to bed. You're, you're giving them their bottle, right? You're not just going to let them go eat whatever they want, but then maybe they're eight or nine, you know, you're going to let them pick out what kind of snack they want. You're going to give them some choices. But now when they're teenagers, you're going to let them decide what they want to eat, especially when they're adults. And it's such a metaphor of how the Father fathers us. But we are free, and we don't need to, to, to be slaves to sin or to the law. And I, and I just felt like I was supposed to share that because for so long, I felt like the Father was a father of fear. And I felt like if I didn't obey him, he wouldn't bless me. How many athletes in here, right? Oh, if I mess up, he's not going to bless me to be good, do good in that game tomorrow. I, I think this all the time, too. Oh, if I mess up or I'm rude to someone, he's not going to bless my uh, sermon tonight. Wor worship leaders, same thing, right? Whatever we do. Or, or we, oh, I got a big test tomorrow. I must read my Bible for four hours and then pray in tongues for five and then dance for six. Or I'm not going to get an A on that test. <laughs> you guys are like, whoa, what the heck do you guys do here? <laughs> But for real, right? We think that way sometimes, right? Can we be real? We think that way. But you have to ask yourself, wait, is this the voice of my father? Is this the heart of a father that loves me and that says I am free? Because as we read his word out of a place of love, out of a place of choosing, sometimes I don't want to go work out. But I go to work out because I choose to. And then I hurt my back. But it's okay. <laughs> but I don't work out because I have to. And sometimes reading the Bible, spending time with God is like that. We do it because we choose to. But don't worry. He's always pursuing you. He's always knocking at the door of your heart. I remember when I first got saved, I uh, loved rap music. And it's okay if you like rap music. But um, I would drive to work, and I would be listening to my rap music, thinking, you know, all right. And uh, <laughs> bobbing and weaving, you know, listening to Snoop Doggy. All right. <laughs> yeah. You guys like, you're like, that guy raps? I just thought he was on TV shows now. Um, but I remember I just felt like the Lord said, turn on the Christian station for 15 minutes. So I would like, I would just turn on, it was 95.5, the fish, you know, here it's WGBL. <laughs> and, uh, I literally, I would just turn on for 15 minutes and then I, and I was like working out. It was like, all right, why don't you go 20 minutes? And then it became a game. And then, you know, believe it or not, then I wanted, I actually got excited to turn it on and I actually started learning the songs and the songs actually gave me life. You know, and, and so, like, he changes us from the inside out, but it's not out of have to, it's out of want to. It's out of relationship. It's out of freedom that Christ has set us free. So it goes on, it says this, uh, verse 6, 
and Amy and the band, if you guys want to come up, that'd be cool. And so that we would know for sure that we are his true children. God released the spirit of sonship into our hearts, moving us out to cry intimately, my father, you're our true father. Guys, when we realize and we discover who our true father is, we discover and realize that we're his kids. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, it says we are the children of God, and that is who we are. And friends, that is a journey, day in and day out, of spending time with him. And the more we spend time with him in community, in small groups, in church, in a live, but also one-on-one walking to class, Girls, any girls in here that have boyfriends or have had boyfriends, I'm sure the guy pursued you a little bit, right? At least called you or texted you, I hope. But that's only a glimpse of what God does. He knocks at the door of all of our hearts, guys included. And he pursues us. And he keeps showing up in your life, Allie. And showing you that you're his kids. And that he's our father. So I pray tonight there's something awakened in you to believe that whether it's a little or a lot because when you believe that you will be set free and freedom is a journey not a destination it's not a one-time thing but it's something that we continue to experience and live out every day of our life will you pray with me father i thank you god that we are who you say we are and that your truth sets us free. And God, for so long, I thought you were a father looking down in a magnifying glass, waiting for me to mess up, waiting to punish me, waiting to, to show me that you're mad at me or that you're upset with me. And God, I thank you that I'm not defined by my scars, but I'm defined by your scars. I thank you that you love me and you love us. And I pray the Father's love would saturate us and move us tonight to change us from the inside out, reminding us whether we've known you for a long time or a little time of who we are and whose we are. By the power of your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. I have a video I want to show you guys, and it's a video that was sent to me in eighth grade. And uh, if you're comfortable, I'd ask you just to maybe just close your eyes and listen to this video as a father is speaking to you. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I'm familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered, for you were made in my image. In me, you live and move and have your being, for you are my offspring. 
I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul and I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your father, and I love you even as I love my son Jesus. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I love that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me, and nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father, and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you. Love, your dad, Almighty God.
not my first time seeing that video, but uh, every time it just hits me, it's, it's packed with so much truth. And I even love what Ryo's talking about with freedom today. You know, Jesus says, the truth will set you free. And um, he actually asked me to share something. And um, the scripture was just on my heart. And so I want to read it to you guys. Jeremiah 31, the message translation, it says, this is the brand new covenant that I will make with Israel when the time comes. I will put my law within them, write it on their hearts, and be their God, and they will be my people. They will no longer go around setting up schools to teach each other about God. They'll know me firsthand, the dull and the bright, the smart and the slow. I'll wipe the slate clean for each of them. I'll forget they ever sinned. We're going to go into a newer song. Um, some of you guys may know it, some of you may not, um, but there's this line in it. Um, it just hits me every single time. It says, who the sun set free, set free is free indeed. Yeah, who the sun set free is free indeed. And I just, the Lord's been speaking to me a lot about what Jesus did, like his blood, it worked on you. Like what he did on the cross, it worked on you. Like there isn't anything else you need to add. There isn't anything that you can add to the blood of Jesus. It's 100% effective and I just feel like in this room like there, there have been lies and there's been things that you guys have been believing of of oh I can't step into this identity I can't walk into this I I just went out and drank last weekend I just did this I just did that but like the Lord wants to know like who the sun sets free is free indeed he'll forget you ever even sinned and so yeah as we go into this this song it's just a declaration of of God who do you say I am how do you see so, yeah, I'm just going to invite you guys to stand. So, yeah, Lord, I just thank you for every single person in this room tonight. Lord, we just want to hear you speak. Above all the noise, above all the music, above all the sound, God, we just want to hear your voice right now so clearly of who you say we are. Holy Spirit, just come this room even more. Speak to each heart individually. And just thank you that you're here, God, and we love you. In Jesus' name.
thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you that we are who you say we are. And I thank you, Father. It's your truth that sets us free because it's you that sets us free. And I just feel like I'm supposed to ask you guys again, who are you? Yeah, I just, I just feel like, yeah, we're just supposed to take a risk and just ask Holy Spirit again. Put your hand on your heart and just close your eyes. And just ask God, who are you? Who does he say you are? And in this moment with just him and you, will you just speak that out? Will you just yell it out, who you are, one by one, when you have something? It just, this is just for you and Jesus. But as you speak it out and as you declare it, you will start to live it. You will start to believe it. And sometimes we have to speak the victory before we live the victory. But as we speak it, we will believe it and receive it by faith. Hannah Perkinson, who are you? Who does the Father say you are? Who are you, Owen? Yell it out. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Amen. Austin, who are you? Fearless lover. Adam, who are you? You already have a mic, you can tell them who you are. <laughs> Vitor, who are you? <laughs> Were you gonna say something? Go ahead. <laughs> we can laugh. I'm a seeker of his heart. Amen. Vitor, who are you? I'm the light in the darkness. Caleb, who are you? I'm a leader. Who are you, bro? I'm loved. Abigail, who are you? When you're ready, we'll wait. I'm his wildflower. Yeah, you are. Brayden, who are you, bro? 
I'm a helper through Christ. Carol, who are you? Abigail, I just felt like the Father says, you're his lovely one. You're his lovely one. And until you believe that, we'll believe that for you, sis. Guys, when God gives us words, he speaks to us. People will be like, well, I just thought that. That's just in my imagination. Well, Holy Spirit can use that. Do you ever think, well, why did my brain just think that? Why did I just imagine that? God gave you your brain. God gave you your imagination. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you're on West right now, God. I thank you that you're showing Wes. Kundai, you want to pray for Wes? I just thank you that you're showing Wes right now who he is. And Wes, your mistakes doesn't define you. And if you fall down 50 times, 70 times, guess what? That mistake does not define you. He defines you. He who said, it's not how you fall down, it's how you get back up. And he picks you up. We are not defined by our mistakes or our scars, but by his scars. You are his beloved, Lindsay, who he sees. You are not in the shadows. Andrew, you are not a mistake. You are perfect and wonderfully made. I just feel like there's a girl here named Kelsey that I don't even know. And the Lord says he sees you, he loves you, and he's here for you. And he will change your life from the inside out if you let him. You knew him as a mean God because your dad was very strict. But he's showing you right now that he's a father who's gracious and who's gentle and who loves you. So in this time, we're going to go into a couple more songs. And there's going to be leaders on the side that would love to pray for you. If you are getting a word, if you're emotional, let someone pray with you. And if you're also hard-hearted and you're just frustrated right now, let someone pray with you. And trust that the Father will meet you right where you are at. If you need to leave because of homework and because of busyness, you're free to go. But I would invite you to stay for these two more songs. But there's snacks out there and friends out there that will welcome you and greet you. Know that you are loved and you are God's kids. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you.
Father, we just thank you so much for tonight and just how you came and just showed us who we are. Yeah, God, I just pray that as we go just throughout this week, that we begin to just listen to your voice and you begin to speak into us, Lord, just new life, just who we are, new dreams, just things you're placing into our hearts. Yeah, God, just thank you for loving us for and for coming and just being like you always are. Yeah, we just thank you for this night. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming. And if you want, you can. there's snacks in the back. There's people that would love to connect with you and talk with you. And don't forget, you can sign up for Fall Retreat. There's T-shirts in the back. And also, you can come to my house on Friday night for a bonfire. Thanks for coming, guys.